you want to be able to, let's say, go to your favorite fashion brand, for example, or you know, pick up a pair of shoes, you get an NFT with them, uh, you go into a virtual world and chat, you get to see those shoes on your character, um, you can put them in your wallet, you can trade them. You know, that, that's a really cool thing. You know, celebrities can go sign your shoes, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's infinite possibilities there. VTech, I appreciate you joining us here today and coming on uh, the re most recent episode of Huh? I have been very much looking forward to this. I grew up personally a avid gamer, an avid overspender at what was Toys R Us and then Best Buy. And then I vividly remember the day connecting the... Um, expander pack on the back of my PlayStation that then connected the video game video games to the internet and then what that did and I grew up playing EA sports sports games my whole life and now feel that have been buried by loot boxes and and pretty much you know development teams be building credit card swipe machines and and I believe we are now reaching the days where that will all get reversed and hopefully the two can coexist meaning commerce and and gaming is what i guess we could say and and collectability that doesn't also always need to be only thought of as a financial thing i, I hear you i hear you uh gaming's changed a bit since i started too i think uh, we're around the same age so i started uh I actually started on on DOS games like or, or, or old Doom and Doom mm -hmm. Two on like floppy yeah. disks and yep. all those, and then yeah. you know shortly after went went onto the internet connected world on Windows ninety five and ninety eight. Mm -hmm. Early Sims days, roller coaster uh, tycoon. We used to oh, play on the computer the a lot. Oh yeah, roller God. coaster. And I think about those games and those worlds, and I'm. I just got to say I'm incredibly lucky and excited to be sitting here with an individual that technically is on the forefront of a big, massive shift in what I'll call underlying entertainment because movies, Hollywood was always kind of held up on this pedestal of entertainment. And if you play video games or, you know, what Fortnite's done and everything like gaming is entertainment now. And I believe we're going to, there's days, and I've always been fascinated on game developers. Who was the person that made the decision, the final creative decisions of Gulch and Halo? And I think those are the people impacting culture. And so I think developers are the real cultural impactors because they're building the foundation to allow people to not even know what it takes to buy a skin and resell it. So I'm excited to pick your brain about it a little bit. Sounds good. Give me two second background on Engine and your role at Engine. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, we've been around forever, for like 13 years now. Uh, we started off as a social network for gamers. 
So all those, you know, old uh, games, the Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, Minecraft, and then the other hundreds of games that were out there, all these online online games, people would form guilds, group together. We made a, a social network website building platform for those people. So we grew fast and it grew to 20 million users. Uh, we started building plugins that integrate into games and we realized that uh, people were making a lot of money uh, running, you know, guilds and Minecraft servers and things like that, offering perks inside these games. So uh, in 2017, we said, let's let's do something new. Let's really um, tackle this issue of uh, people really wanting to own their items. Uh, we felt that, you know, people were, there were so many games that were these walled gardens. We actually saw this when we were trying to build plugins into many games. Uh, a lot of game developers didn't want people modding or, or having their own ownership of things. They would ban accounts, you know, people would get really frustrated uh, because, you know, people wanted that freedom. They wanted their identity, you know, to, to, to be real. So mm -hmm. uh, that's how we got into NFTs. We built the first NFT platform in the world. And uh, I was also uh, I'm the, author, the main author of the ERC 1155 standard on Ethereum. Uh, so we've been at that for about uh, four years now. Take me to the first day where it clicked. When did it really come to fruition? Because to develop and to build and to innovate at the level you're doing, there just has to be sheer passion. I know that. And so was there someone that influenced you and you said, oh, you know, showed you, hey, check this out. And then you, your mind went somewhere else. Or I think there is a lot of little clicks along the way. Um, I think, you know, I, I first tried Bitcoin and I didn't really have, have any idea of what it was. I installed it somewhere around 2011 and, you know, maybe I used a faucet back then. I can't remember. Maybe I've got like a bunch of Bitcoins in a destroyed wallet somewhere on an old hard drive. But uh, basically uh, at that time, I had no idea. But about a year later, I, I started looking at what Bitcoin really was. And I was like, whoa, this is this is incredible. People were talking about things like colored coins back then, which eventually would be smart contracts and and you know eventually ethereum came out and when i started hearing about ethereum's concepts in the early days i was like this is incredible a global computer you know all the things we could do with this um not have to rely on you know servers and and you know them being shut down and all this infrastructure you have to have um so th that that was you know the, the big click of, of understanding blockchain was the big one and then um Along the way, um, you know, we we started thinking about how could we do something cool for gamers. How could we give the entire gaming industry a new creative tool? And when after Ethereum came out, you know, there's the ERC twenty tokens, and everybody was going crazy with those. And you know, some some early blockchain games were were trying to to uh, experiment there, Hunter Coin, things like that. But um, I started looking at the ERC twenty standard. And I said, you know what? You can't build a game off ERC20 tokens. Um, games, the, the way we knew them, and especially what people are doing in Minecraft, you could have hundreds of thousands of items. You could have millions of items. People would customize their items, put gems in them, upgrade them, enchant them, do all kinds of things, crafting, all that. So we we I, we looked at it and we said, let's let's really try to make an impact in this space. And we started developing this uh, an ERC1155 standard and. We, we realized games need both fungible tokens like currencies and gold and gems and health kits. And they also need pets and, you know, your, your valued uh, epic sword that you've, you've worked so hard to get and things like that. So uh, there's a lot of little decisions along the way over the years that, that, that came to this point. 
give me in layman's terms uh, the difference between this 720 standard and and what you guys have kind of developed and, and yourself personally with 1155. Yeah, there's a, there's a standard called ERC 721, and that standard is focused on unique individual collectible items. So if you're thinking about you know a one-off piece of artwork right that's been painted by hand that is sort of you can think of that as an as an nft a you know one-off uh, piece but uh you know people make these nfts but a lot of people want to make nft collections like you want to do something like maybe a print run of 10 of those or you want to want to have a you know print run of uh, 100 comic books uh, and then they might get modified over time and and so the, the thing that our ERC 1155 standard lets you do is think about these in, in groups and collections. So you can make, uh, you know, a, a big run of, you know, a million game items, and those will be really common in the world. And in the same smart contract, you can make, you know, 20 really rare items or one unique, you know, special thing that only one person in the world can hold. Um, or you can make a fungible, you know, gold or, or crypto style currency with it. And the cool thing, when you have that now, you can actually play with these. Uh, you can you can do batch transactions. You can batch transfer 150 items at once, right? You can think about this kind of like if you're in the grocery store, you scan all your items and then you then you pay for them at once, right? In the grocery store, you wouldn't pay for every single item, you know, every single time, you know, so. Um, yeah, we, we did a lot of optimizations with that ERC-1155 standard and it's become, you know, widely adopted across the entire Ethereum community. So it's been quite a success. I think that that's a great, um, analogy on the paying per grocery versus, you know, all the groceries go down the belt and they get packaged and then you swipe the card and like, that's kind of the transaction. What I've been toying around a lot and I, I love your thoughts on this is kind of when when these technologies come to the forefront of consumerism like I would say the word NFT is right now and the understanding of ownership around digital assets sometimes the the, the definition or the sheer like hey this is a thing causes mass confusion and I allude it to like when cloud computing came out, like every commercial, Microsoft and Apple head to head cloud, SNL making skits like the cloud is here and parents of kids that have cell phones walking around be like, are you on the cloud right now? Making jokes, you know? And then all of those people are all doing using, you know, computing driven by the cloud, yet no one speaks of it or talks of it. And when I think about gaming, and I think about three years from now, five years from now, when I think about Fortnite skins or um, FIFA Ultimate Team cards, I my thought is that we're going to be a, in a place where all the work that individuals like yourself are doing is actually going to become so far in the back that they are existing and not necessarily talked about. Oh, yeah. Yet a lot of like OpenSea trading, like $200 to move a token, is keeping as many people out as it is making people excited about the ability to own digital assets. How do you feel about like that trajectory and like where we end up? Yeah, I think this is, this actually boils down the essence of what I have been doing at engine for the last 13 years, 
we've been trying to bring these technologies to the forefront, like maybe, actually not to the forefront, put them in the background and, and bring them to the people so that so people can actually use them without knowing that they're, they're using this complex system in the background. Um, we noticed that, um, you know, Ethereum fundamentally, while it's an amazing blockchain and it's it's going to be used, I'm going to be using it nonstop. It's going to be very difficult for the average user to be using Ethereum even a few years down the line. Um, so what we want, our vision is always, we want somebody to be able to play a game, just load it up on their mobile phone, get some NFTs, not even know they have a wallet, not even know they have anything going on in the background, be using blockchain. Um, you know, I, I have some, you know, various visions of the future where, you know, I think even today you can develop this where you could just talk to your voice assistant and tell them to transfer some tokens or mint some tokens on the fly mm -hmm. and they'll just do it in, in, a, in a few seconds. Right. I mean, that that's possible today. No one's done yeah. it, but maybe we'll do that as a little lab experiment or something. I like, but, it. Uh, I like it. You know, it should be that easy. It, you shouldn't need to know anything about crypto. Um, you know, your dad should be able to do it uh, without even thinking about it. Do you feel, and, and I'd love to hear a little bit. One part of this question is like, where does engine, you know, kind of sit in, in the ecosystem. And I think you alluded to it before, which I'm kind of doing a recall on is triple a studios today being scared of the tech yet. If we achieve this, it can be so seamless and in the background that we can bypass or work through the fear because capitalism wall gardens like game, like the wall gardens exist as moats and interoperability is scary if those walled gardens are your best thing going right like activision and i'm not here to dump i'm just saying i understand that if i'm running activision is a bad example because there's a lot of things going on there right now but that pivot is crazy difficult uh to go to You'd be surprised. Um, I back in 2018, we went to GDC. We talked to hundreds and hundreds of, of game devs, from the indies to the the biggest game devs and, and publishers. And there was a lot of fear. Like you know, somebody's you know, spent a million dollars building their game, and now they're going to you know put blockchain into it, and they're like, eh, I don't know, this is uh, probably too big of a risk. Um, but they were intrigued, but they said, you know, it's how is this going to work, right? It's, it's, it seems way too complicated. You know, we want to bring thousands of users and they're going to be blocked by this. So right now, though, you'd be surprised. Um, we've been talking to so many AAA game developers uh, and they, they're they actually now the ones wanting to experiment in this space. Um, like just, I don't know how many speak to, like there's been a number, like, like definitely a few per month now that we speak to some of the well-known respected publishers and game devs that want to dip their toes in NFTs. And uh, we, we're we building this technology called Affinity for enabling that for the mainstream because uh, we, we recognize sort of three major friction points that everyone encounters along the way. And uh, we think we have the solution. And when you say that those three friction points, meaning uh, studios or developers pretty much being able to bring the blockchain into their game ecosystem is that is that kind of what you're alluding to not on the consumer side right on the development Actually, side uh, those three were on the consumer side there are more friction points on the on the developer side as well and that we're solving that as well so i mean on the on the consumer side you know the, the friction is firstly what is a wallet why do i need one to play this game i just want to play the game 
You know, that's mm-hmm. the first thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second barrier is, oh, now I need crypto to be able to use the blockchain. You know, mm-hmm. what is this, right? The, how do yeah. I get my fiat in? It's, it's really complicated for most people. I'm going to stop before you go to your third one, because like where my head goes when you say that the wallet thing is like, I was just having a conversation with the team at POAP and we, we don't realize a lot. gamers that ask what's a wallet yet then have achievements on their Xbox Live account for the last eight years. It's like, that's that's your wallet. We did, it, we're just trying to create an ability that it can't just be deleted because you're essentially only just licensing that ability. Right. Exactly. And then the second thing you were saying about was crypto and the need to own Ethereum or own crypto to be in the mix. I cut you off there. Where was kind of you were going with that one? Yeah, I mean, uh, just expecting someone to to own a certain cryptocurrency, even if something as popular as Ether is, uh, you know, it's 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 a tall ask. I mean, it's yeah. still really the nerds who who own this stuff uh, or the yeah. guys really into crypto trading and stuff. In Affinity and Engine, because for the overall ecosystem that I think what you guys are working towards or what y'all would see as like where it should go is interoperability between games and we need individuals and, and companies and protocols and systems like yourself to be able to build it so it's because we could end up in a world where everyone, every major publisher wants to just wall garden their own blockchain. I think we're, we're going into a world where it will be expected to be interoperable. Um, I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I've seen such success in any game and any platform that has openness and open API, some, some, something open source or something open where they can mod it. Um, the community loves that. They take that, mm-hmm. they, they, they make it a hundred times bigger. Right. Yeah. Um, but usually it's, I think it's more of a lack of resources and a, or just a sort of fear of, of, you know, something going wrong. Um, what blockchain does, it'll, it'll immediately give everyone the whole history of, of what's happening in, in the universe. Um, it'll give other websites and other games access to those assets. And it gives people that, I, that ownership, that identity that, you know, they, they can take their digital character, they can move it to another part of the multiverse. And so we're seeing, you know, places like Facebook, Meta, mm-hmm. um, they're developing this concept they have of the, of the multiverse, which is this 3D hollow world uh, that you yeah. access through your Oculus Rift. Right. But uh, I think that will that will interoperate with the whole decentralized uh, metaverse and then the mm-hmm. Epic Games and all of these other different players that are building their own versions of this sports leagues, fashion brands, all these kind of uh, yeah. players. And you want your identity to, to, to you know, interact and you want this to, to be an open world. It's going to take a few years for this to get really easy to use, sort of like for sure. know, cell phones probably were pretty clunky in the first few iterations. And now they're. They're really yeah. you know, smooth. Talk to me about, because I think this is the perfect, what is Engine's role in helping facilitate that? Because I do think there's, um, at least the way the media is portraying it, and you have such a great perspective, and it, you're giving a little bit of a different view, is that everyone's just in an arms race to be the one player. Like, is Epic games gonna win or is meta gonna win or is riot or is this person gonna win and what you're kind of saying is you actually see from an insider standpoint that 
the community and consumers will so much demand interoperability that it's going to one put the pressure on and also two the best operators are going to do it gary had a sit down conversation with zuckerberg and i think interoperability is the word in this whole thing and he said it and you just mentioned it too like they do want to play with other spaces they do want to have tokens be able to go outside of their garden and back inside of their garden so give me engine where does engine fit into that space so yeah we 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 basically uh we're we're uh building Efinity, which is this parachain that is built for interoperability so the way the way you can think of it is um we are providing this sort of highway and, and a standard for tokens to come in from other chains, move out from Affinity into other chains as well. And we'll be building some of the initial integrations like Ethereum, for example, and, and you know the pair token standard and all the tools that make this easy. Then other chains will build their integrations into Affinity. So you can move tokens around. You can do things like on the Polkadot ecosystem, you can go and you know use a DeFi product on Polkadot and then come back onto Affinity. And you know, it'll be easy for game devs to to tap into this whole powerful network. So the network will just naturally grow, we think. Uh, game devs can slot in an, an SDK into their game or, in, or into the website or whatever they're building and, uh, you know, get the full access to mint NFTs, accept NFTs from the entire metaverse. You don't have to mm-hmm. go build, you know, an Ethereum specific, you know, Thing, right you you can you can build for the entire metaverse you can see anyone's tokens come in wherever they came from uh you know we see this as as essential um you want to be able to let's say go to your favorite fashion brand for example or you know pick up a pair of shoes you get an nft with them uh you go into a virtual world and chat you get to see those shoes on your character you go into a Fortnite and you see those shoes on your character um you can put them in your wallet you can trade them you know that's a really cool thing you know celebrities can go sign your shoes you know yeah 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 Uh, it's i'm like smiling ear to ear because it's i just think about our gaming days and farmville and all the different little ecosystems that existed that you would only take into other places like in real life like through speech and through you know photos and all that and to now to be able to go back and forth and Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto role-playing, and and I know that y'all have done some stuff there and want to tap into that because Grand Theft Auto, on one hand, gets flack from casuals, I would say, for like, when is the next release coming? And for individuals that are paying attention may say that Grand Theft Auto is as hot as it's ever been right now and a foundation for a lot of what you're talking about through these servers being built up and... And so there is, to my understanding, like ownership that's currently happening in some yeah, of these servers. Yeah, we haven't actually done uh, too much in the blockchain space directly, but I know that there's a lot of GTA RP servers and, and, and communities on the, the original engine platform, which is, is pretty awesome. And I, I love the whole series. I mean, I played Grand Theft Auto since the very first one. GTA 2 is yeah. my favorite, to be honest. But uh, So good. The old bird's eye view. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that, was that, cool. was, that was that was I think I got introduced GTA too. And but, uh, I, it was always yeah, funny I mean, when like, you would go into tunnels. Oh, like, yeah. And you'd get blocked out. <laughs> and you come out the other side. 
it, it was a great game. I mean, I, I love that. And, and it translated perfectly to 3D. But I actually, funny enough, you mentioned Farmville. I, I literally spoke with the, uh, the, the the founder, of the owner of Farmville um, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, he's, he's poking around, poking his head into the blockchain space as well. Yep. Yep. And it it's kind of almost inevitable. Do you have... Or, or do you are you still playing much your, yourself? Do you scratch the the gaming itch? Do you have any kind of favorite? Um, first, I'll start with blockchain games, and then second, just general any games you're playing outside of that. Well, to be honest, uh, I wish I wish I could be playing every game, but there's like more content out there than there is time oh, in the world. It's insane. But I, I mean, I play right now. To be honest, it's kind of lame, but you know, I'm playing mo- mainly like games like sort of adventure sort of like i played journey i thought that was really fun mm-hmm. um yep. i like i really like you know the sort of civilization style games yeah um was my... it like like civ like sid meyer stuff yeah sid meyer stuff um i played um some of these uh, these these new sort of story based games uh, basically i like playing with my kids and so i also play some kids games so really boring stuff for the average and, gamer but any, you know. is there anything interesting happening in the kids game world no i think the kids are pretty happy with very simplistic actually to be i shouldn't say this but my my kid is uh my kid is obsessed with manhunt right now <laughs> and uh i shouldn't be letting him play that Wait, but he loves is that uh, is manhunt of like the real game oh, outside with sorry the not manhunt man eater my bad this is the shark man-eater. game this is no not manhunt that'd be that'd be I really like, bad wait manhunt's the game we played growing up outside where we like one person had to go find the other team or whatever. No, um, it's a shark game. He he loves um, you know swimming around with the shark. But yeah, do you think Sims has a play, and do you think they'll come back as a, and enter blockchain gaming? That's interesting. Sims is addictive, and I'm I don't know if I should be ashamed to say that I got addicted to Sims, but uh, it's. Sims is awesome. Um, I mean, I'd love to see that happen, but I have no no info in what they're doing. How about play to earn as an overall concept? Yeah, we have to touch that. So, I mean, I see a lot of play to earn uh, happening. I mean, it's kind of fascinating that people are creating guilds, play to earn guilds Mm -hmm. worldwide, and, you know, just managing these almost like real companies now that are farming these games. Yeah. Personally, I'm not huge into that. It's it's not something like there's only so much time you have, you know, and I, I have to spend, you know, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day building Infinity. But uh, yeah. it's kind of cool to see. The thing I don't want people to, to think, though, I, I don't want all of blockchain gaming to be painted as, you know, Axie Infinity or, or yeah. Play to Earn. Um, I think there's so much more potential. We've only touched like 1% of the potential of what could be done in blockchain gaming. And, and, and do you mean really, because this is what I... I'm on a kind of personal kick about in that it doesn't all just have to be about money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the, the thing that people have figured out a model that works, you know, is to, to make the collectibles, get them trading, um, sell them, earn royalties, marketplaces, all this kind of stuff, uh, breed them and all this. But um, I think that there's so much more creative potential that you could, that's just one little aspect, the trading and making money, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's aspects of crafting you can get into. Yeah. You can do uh, player collaboration with NFTs in games that not many people have really uh, played with. There's on-chain mechanics that you can use. 
I think about Skyrim a lot. My younger sister played Skyrim so much. And I think about games like that and, you know, more or less taking like craftsman roles, like taking up a, you know, a role where you're making swords in a certain village. And when players pass through, like you're actually creating the, the token, you know, for them in a skilled way and barter economy. I think the oh, barter yeah. economy is something people completely don't think about much. Exactly, exactly. And even just, um, yeah, if you if you need to build, uh, like there's there's various of these these, these sort of RPG games. Um, if you need to get like some rare piece of armor, you need to like you know get a component needed to craft that. You know, imagine that, and then imagine it going into the multiverse where you could like navigate the entire multiverse and find that somewhere in the multiverse, then bring it back into that game that you want, right? Um, there's no so man's much sky is where that's where my head just went. No man's sky, which has been in the, is kind of this always on developing open, like living in the star worlds, star Wars type type game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's just going to head this way. Uh, I, there's, there's obviously the, the fully engaging experiences when you have time to just devote into these, you know, super 3d or VR worlds. And then there's going to be, you know, mobile games and, you know, casual games and maybe just, you know, other experiences outside of gaming, like gamified businesses and gamified experiences outside of that. So it's all going to play a part in this in this whole multiverse. With that said, because I do feel and even myself, which has driven a lot of that, things can be heady at times. Things can be in three to five years. This is going to be how we're all going to be walking around living. How about today? How about today? What what's kind of, you know, the leading consumer use case of uh, engine at large, and uh, you know, really more specifically, Affinity. If someone wanted to just get a taste, a good consumer facing, you know, use case of what you guys are, are building. Sure. Uh, I mean, try some of the games on Engine's uh, website. I mean, we have uh, something like 87 projects now using Engine. So there's games like Lost Relics, for example. He's one of the early guys who made a really cool RPG kind of Diablo-style game. You can go in there and, and you know, find relics and things. Um, that that I think there's so many other games you can try on the platform. We're also experimenting with a lot of uh, business and business gamification. So we had my, Microsoft with Azure Heroes. If you're part of the sort of Azure developer ecosystem, you use something cool there where like you post a blog post, you you just uh, you'll get Microsoft will send you a, a Badger NFT for that. And, nice. you know, you can collect all these different kinds of Badgers then you can go and trade them in for maybe a physical uh, plushie, which uh, represents your NFT, which is kind of sweet. Um, I sweet. still haven't gotten mine. I, I really want one. Um, I like that. And, and then, you know, there's there's all kinds of um, I, I can't talk about all of them, but there's also kinds of like physical brands that, that want to get into this gamification space and have this digital twin that, that comes along with their assets. So, mm -hmm. How about outside of stuff that you're working on? You mentioned 10, 12 hours a day coding in it. I can only imagine any projects, developers that are inspiring to you right now, whether it's Web3 blockchain and or not that's kind of piquing your interest and, and maybe giving you a little like, you know, fire under the bum to, to keep doing your thing? Uh, I mean, 
you know, blockchain is, is going a million miles a minute. So there's always something, there's so many that, you know, every day there's a, there's an exciting attack. Every hour. Happening. It's like yeah, new, every yeah. time you open um, Twitter, but, it's like, oh, wow. Exactly. Exactly. But um, in terms of where a lot of innovation I think is happening is outside of uh, blockchain right now too. And this will merge with the blockchain space. Um, AI and machine learning is pro- progressing at a startling pace. Um, mm-hmm. If you go and actually check out what's happening with uh, style again, generative adversarial networks, um, with uh, a lot of this stuff, it's it's mind blowing. Uh, they can recreate full three D scenes. Uh, they can they can rec- they can recreate humans in different positions. They can they can make a, a face move around or regrow its hair, make it literally photorealistic, um, generate you know text. Uh, so so the the transformer GPT three. And the next one that's coming out sounds like it's going to be insane. Uh, they can write books for you, basically. So um, I've been I've been playing with a lot of these things just to just to see what they can do, and just like running images through Runaway ML and seeing what comes out. Um, and it's 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 a really fascinating space. So I think we're going to see, you know, well we're already seeing generated NFTs everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to see that kind of in a gaming, uh, interesting con- context uh, where you just want to make me an NFT of, you know, uh, whatever, a bird riding a four by four or something. <laughs> It'll just make it for you. That's that's what's going to happen. And then AI, you know, AI is going to be able to own currency, own NFTs and have its own, uh, you know, existence, its own uh existence with that no humans control right and how will that be interacting with ai entities uh i've yeah, been talking think, about that for a couple think of years influencers on twitter pumping bags are interesting there Wait are probably some good ai influencers out there that we're all mm-hmm. listening to i actually receive an email from peter diamandis and he has a bot writing his emails it's pretty hilarious that's wild it's do you know the name brian romel by any chance no so uh, someone that has inspired me greatly and was he just put a, a article out recently about pretty much all the times we disagree to T's and C's and the data. I wear a, a Apple Watch and all of this data, my heartbeat, your voice. Aura oh, yeah, exactly. My aura ring. And the. I, I believe like anonymous is another thing I think a lot about digital rights. I believe sooner than later, your secondary persona on the internet is going to need to have some sort of rights to it. Um, and he mm. talks about like the merging of an AI or a, a deceased individual literally being able to have conversations with humans as if they were themselves. You know, it, 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 that, 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 that hits me pretty hard because um, my father-in-law re- recently passed away and, um, you know, we, we've been collecting all of his, his, his things from, uh, from, you know, from his estate and, and uh, you know, tra- seeing, uh, it, it would be very interesting. I mean, this, 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 whole, uh, this whole idea of uh, sort of your mind being the collection of what you've ever created and, and said and, and written and, and all that throughout your life. 
I mean, that, that could be a really interesting space uh, down the line here um, where you can reconstruct somebody's, somebody's identity. I've seen people making these uh, AI, I, I forget the, the name, but it was uh, these AI bots that are, that are NFTs, right? Mm -hmm. You can talk to and each one has their own persona. Well, maybe yeah. infusing that with a, with a real person's mind map would be kind of interesting. Because context is like the unlock. Like once they have the context that the individual went through, then you can develop on the context. And like Jarvis from Iron Man, like there was a relationship there because they understood who they were and the nuances and the conversation. And when we talk about the amount of data, like on Tuesdays, I when you know, every third Thursday, I get into a weird mood. I have a friend that was in an accident, bad car accident, same week, every year, year over year that the accident happened, he, his body feels it and that type of stuff then data being captured running through ai is uh intense and it's funny my it's i keep blurbing out where my head goes i was like man i used to play a lot of career mode in like nba live and i just want the coach to actually like give me a legit answer not some like canned like you were bad at practice today. Like, that, you know, how'd I really do? Uh, so it can tell, uh, you can, they, they can use the blockchain to tap into your entire history at some point. So that's, that's interesting. But you said something interesting a, a few minutes ago, like about uh, where we're all wearing these health devices. Um, think about how this technology can be useful in, you know, motivating us, for example. Yeah. Right? Um, beyond just AI, I mean, even blockchain. Imagine being able to receive tokens uh, for reaching your health goals. Um, you know, that, that would be pretty inspiring for a lot of people. And I've, I've, I, I hear that there's some companies trying, trying this out right now in this space. I, yeah. Peloton, Peloton coin. If you ride X miles, you get rewarded for it. That's why I'm crazy bullish on Apple because Apple pay seamlessness, just like the rings, they do motivate me. Like I'll like stand up at 1045 at night to get my last standing thing me too to close the ring I'm, I'm still yeah. trying to get a seven day streak though i always miss it by like one yeah. day and it's like, oh no i think i have to do it again but if, maybe if i got a coin for that i would do it exactly i was one calorie short the other day and i missed my november goal off no. of it yeah and and my my uncles joke with me a lot about the order ring and, and I'm like, it tracks my sleep and the data, I think about the data 30 years from now, I want to be capturing it now. So hopefully it can be deployed when they're ready to take on all the data and give me what, but if I just look at the number of my sleep score, it, it, it generally makes me think more about my sleep. And what they say is, can't you just think about if you had a good night's sleep or a bad night's sleep? And I'm like, yes, but it's much more subconscious. And when I see consciously that my sleep score is a 65, I cancel my plan that night to like get back on track. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, you know, I've always been into, you know, longevity, uh, transhumanism, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I, I see this uh, people wanting to, you know, I mean, what's the most important thing about you, your identity, your consciousness, mm -hmm. uh, your, the, the ability to be healthy and stay alive. And I, I see blockchain starting to play in the, in the near future, I think all this data and blockchain will combine and, and give people some really good motivation to, to do this kind of health stuff. There's another you know use case coming very soon, I think. I love it. I love it. Well, I think that's a good way to uh, to put a ribbon on it. I appreciate the time. I appreciate it. I know you're busy and come on here and pretty much shoot shit with me about some games. I think it's every single day that goes by, it feels like everything's just getting more gamified. 
and blockchain is going to continue to be the underlying you know facet of that and thank you for the work that you've done and put in on and driving things forward for it sure thank you and i mean uh, maybe i'll mention one other thing speaking of gamified uh we are currently doing the, the polkadot parachain auctions so that's that's an interesting uh, way of picking you know the best of the pack and uh, you, you see these websites like dot market cap and these po- projects are competing on this like racetrack for who's gonna get first and, and second and third and fourth and fifth so yeah we're we're currently trying to get a slot in in the polka dot uh, ecosystem so let's hope that works love out. it sweet well good luck with that and uh, we'll be keeping an eye um, where, where should people go to now that they've listened to this and they're like, I want to get ownership of, of assets in my game life? Yeah, sure. If you want to try some games, uh, check out engine, E-N-J-I-N.io. Um, and you can go t- through our ecosystem and take a look at all the games on there and, and try them out. A lot of them are live now. And uh, Efinity.io talks about Efinity, our, our next-gen blockchain that will help power this mainstream adoption. Beautiful. VTech, I appreciate the time. Thank you for coming on. I, it's, I was laughing before we started. Emily, who is a, my amazing producer, spends a lot of time on this, was really making sure that VTech sound and tech and all that was good. And I'm like, this man right here is developing next level stuff, but we got to make sure his sound is crisp and his light is right. <laughs> so I appreciate the patience and, and taking the time and, and have a great rest of the day, great rest of the week, and we'll talk soon, all right? Thank you very much. 